0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, <laughs> what's happening? Mike Schmidt 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast. Remember me? I'm back. Eh, back's a strong word. Uh, I'm here. How about that? Let's do that instead of I'm back. How about I'm here? How about I'm tugging on your electronic shirt sleeve and begging you to stare at me once again? Stare at me. How about listening to me? I'm not there. Uh, don't bother trying to find me. I'm not there. Oh, you know you like the way I look and the way I color up my hair. Shut up. Uh, hi. Uh, and and that is delivered with all of the sheepishness that I could possibly muster. Uh, you know what? You know what? I am. Here's what we are. You get. You guys are two face in the hospital bed. And I'm the Joker in my nurse costume, and, uh, and you just woke up, and, and you realize, you know, after I just burned you, and I burned your girlfriend, too, I blew her up, and uh, Batman couldn't save anybody. Nobody can get, well, they saved Harvey Dent, certainly. Uh, if you can call what happened to him, saving guys in bed. You guys are, you're in bed right now with half a face, folks. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about being, what's the wind feel like on that exposed teeth, uh, that exposed, those exposed teeth? I was going to say that exposed cheek, and then it turned into teeth halfway out of my mouth. Uh, How does the wind feel on your exposed teeth? You like that? You like having a half a Dr. Fibes face? Is that what you like looking like? As I sit here and I sheepishly look at you and I go, hi. (laughs) Because I blew up the fucking hospital and your girlfriend? Boy, I'm not, well, I haven't blown up the hospital yet. Hey, you know what? Give me a chance, guys. I'm going to put a gun in your hand and go, introduce a little anarchy. Uh, and then maybe you'll be like, yeah, that's a good idea. And you know what? And, and, uh, and then you'll say, you know what? Heads, you heads, you heads, uh, you die. No heads, you live tails, you die. And I'll go, mm, now we're talking. Uh, I don't do a, a joker. Uh, I understand. I know. I know a lot of people who do. I have friends. I had a buddy named David, uh, not, not our friend, David Hernandez, but another friend of mine named David, who the, the weekend, the movie came out it is a true thing. <laughs> he... He was doing the voice. All right. He was doing the uh, the, the Heath Ledger Joker voice. And he, he was doing it constantly to the point where in my brain, I'm like, are you rehearsing this for something? Like, are you planning? Is this in your, are you hip pocketing this impression? Uh, and because here's the kicker of the whole thing. Like he would do it in the car. Look at you go. I mean, he would, and he would do all of these things while we were, because I just happened to hang out with him that week. I saw him a couple of times. Uh, he used to be a bigger part of my life than he is now. I love him. I just don't get to see him very often. Because we've taken very different uh, tracks in our life. Uh, He uh, lives in a different place. I live here, and I don't talk to anybody ever. That's how my life operates. I think you guys are familiar with that. I don't talk to anybody. I am buried beneath 15 layers of nope, and then I constantly tell myself I should emerge from them, and I try to climb out, and I tunnel out. I get a spoon. I got a podcasting spoon. I try to tunnel myself out of my 15 layers of nope. I try to make it to a microphone and go, hi, everybody. I try to, you know, oftentimes in my own home, I'll just go, hey, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? Hey, what's happening? And uh, and hope somebody hears me. And then also at the same time, hope nobody hears me. Ha! Uh, So I'm going to take a sip of water because guess what? My mouth is dry. I just started this fucking thing and my mouth is drying out. That makes no sense. But it's been a while since we've done this uh, and I owe you, uh, uh, well, I'll give you a bit of an explanation. I'll catch you up on some stuff. And also, by the way, uh, this isn't, uh, <laughs> th- I'm, uh, this is a bumper show. All right, let's call it that. And I know you guys are like, fuck you and your <laughs> fucking stupid excuses. It's not really an excuse. It's just, uh, you know, let's get one under our belts. That's what this is. This is the old, uh, let's, just fucking, let's uh, I, I wrote a joke one time where I was like, "Hey, you know what? If there was a batting cage for fucking, I would gladly pay just to try to get my stroke down before I got back into the into the show." Right? Uh, so that's what we'll call this. This is like a this is a batting cage for podcasting. I'm in here taking some rips. I'm gonna follow a few off. There's no doubt about it because I get my. I, here's the thing. I'm just trying to get my fucking timing right. Okay. I'm just trying to sit here and uh and uh and just get my wheelhouse squared away again, so I can I can keep my fucking hands down and my elbows in and just fucking crank. And, you know, I'll take some to the opposite field. And again, more often than not, guys, we're going to be falling shit off. We're going to be we're just going to be because I'm going to be my timing's completely off. There's no doubt about this. As a matter of fact, uh, let's let's talk about this. I just got away from the story about David. Now, look at that. That's how bad my timing is. I didn't even finish that. And we careened over here. Although I guess I built my podcasting bones on not finishing things. Really? Not finishing stories. Oh, my God. My air conditioning just turned off and it made it super quiet here in my house. Uh, I hope you can still hear me. (laughs) Although I guess, I guess you could still hear me. It didn't make me super quiet. I'm not controlled by my air conditioner. Fuck you, air conditioner. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Uh, Although if my air conditioner said, uh, we will stop working. If you don't do what we tell you, I would gladly do what my air conditioner tells me. And you know what it told me to do? Kill Jody Foster. (laughs) That's not a good air conditioner. I'll tell you that. That is an air conditioner that I got a beef with. Don't do that. Uh, but that, you know what? I can't say anything about these appliances, man. They get all worked up and they're tired of me at this fucking point. Cause I'm just in here using them. And they're like, dude, what do you do for us? My air conditioner's like, I keep you cool. I keep you cool all day long, man. And then you turn me off at night because it's like 65 degrees out because you live in kind of a desert. And I'm like, yes, but during the day I need you air conditioner. It's like, why don't you need me 24 hours a day? And I'm like, cause I can't pay the bill. I don't want to be paying a fucking huge electric bill. And the air conditioner's like, all right, it holds its tongue. Until now, when it's telling me to go kill Jodie Foster, which I don't want to do, because goddamn, do I love Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster was, uh, and look, we all know Jodie Foster has no interest in me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I think I'm stepping outside of myself a little bit there. I, I'm selling myself short. I think Jodie Foster hasn't met me yet. I think that's all she's been waiting for at this point. She's like, you know what? I'm going to jump the fence for that dude. That's exactly what I do. All of this stuff about me loving ladies. Ah, that's just me biding my time till the Mike Schmidt wanders into my life. Uh, because when I saw her, here's the thing. When I saw her in the little girl who lives down the lane, I was a child and I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. That I that is, I don't know who that beautiful tomboyish lady is, but I can't wait to hang out with her and tell her nice things about her short nails. Uh, and then it turned out that she grew up and she turned into a genius, which is amazing. Uh, cause if you look, if you've seen, here's, I think we can all agree. If you're, if you, if, if any Jodie Foster thoughts have crushed your mind in a, in a way where you're just like, I don't think that chick's that talented. Here's something to say to you right now. Go watch flight plan. <laughs> what if that was my go-to movie for her? Uh, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I've even seen flight plan. You know what else I've never seen? Panic room. For a guy who claims to love Jodie Foster as much as I do, there's a lot of her work I'm not familiar with. Uh, here's another thing. I'll tell you this. I think I saw Inside Man, but I can't remember if I really saw Inside Man. Like, I, I think I saw Inside Man, but I, I, every time I see the description, I'm like, it doesn't sound like I saw Inside Man, but I, I swear to God I saw. Why would I not watch Inside Man? Right? It's out there. I've been watching stuff. Ah. Air conditioner stunningly silent. Now it's worrying me. I'm, I'm, I'm angry at it. Uh, it shouldn't turn itself off. Oh, Hey, guess what? My friend David. So he he did a thing, uh, where, when the Joker came out or when Dark Knight came out, he kept doing the voice and he would do it in his, in his condo. And then he would do it in the car. He did it at lunch that whole week when I saw him a few times and, and, you know, look at you go and he's doing whatever the fuck. And he, and, and then he tells me, he's like, it, it, this, is, <laughs> this is completely true. He does the impression for like a week and he's like, uh, you know, the uh, the key to it is to relax your mouth and you get your tongue like right in your, you got to make your tongue part of what you're saying like, when you're moving your, and he's explaining to me and he's look, by the way, he looked fucking gruesome. He looked like, you ever see Gilf porn? Uh, if you have, I'm so sorry for you. If you haven't, please don't. Uh, but g- gilf porn is uh, it's exactly what it sounds like, uh, a giraffe I'd like to fuck. No, incorrect. Nobody wants to bang a giraffe. Uh, although some people probably do, right? It's like that guy in zoo, fucked a horse and then let a horse fuck him. Wait, well, he didn't fuck the horse. I don't know if he did. They trade off. And look, here I'm gonna say this to you: No way a dude fucks a horse. If you're fucking horses, man, step the fuck off because that horse is not digging any of that. And that, and I don't mean in a weird way like, uh, hey, man, we're just not compatible and I don't think we should have sex. I mean like your, your, your cock is fucking too small to please a horse. Who the fuck do you think you are? Although, <laughs> although, now that I think about it, I don't know. I don't know if the goal is pleasing the horse. <laughs> Now that I say it out loud, you know, I guess I should have probably thought about that. I guess maybe if you have built some sort of contraption in a barn, that's like a teeter totter, but it's a, it's a basically a, a, fuck ramp for you and a horse, uh, and you're banging the horse. That's not about you going, ah, oh, it was it good for you there. Fucking secretariat. How did you like it? What'd you think? Old sea biscuit. Did you enjoy this totally small cock in your fucking horse pussy? Is that what you liked? Uh, nobody, nobody cares. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what. If you're fucking a horse and you actually are hoping that it came, you, you got issues and I got issues, man. I'm a guy who's got all kinds of problems, but I got to be honest with you. If I stepped up to fuck some sort of wildlife, the last thing I would think of was, was it, did did you come? Was it okay for you? I hope you, I hope you felt good too. As I got my dick in a wombat. Fuck that, man. No, man, that's about you. That's clearly about you. But uh, but in the movie Zoo, I don't think they, I don't think they fucked the horse, right? The horse fucked him and he died, which uh, look, good on you. I mean, that's exactly what's got to happen if you're letting a horse fucking plow you somewhere, and and filming it with some guys, and fucking steams coming off the horse and fucking breath is coming out of your mouth and you're just getting fucking railed by horse cock. You just, you know, what you deserve, you deserve to have your liver explode, whatever the fuck happened to him, because that's what happened to him. Because again, I don't know if you're aware about the uh, horses. Uh, they, they got a, they got a fucking hammer. I mean, you know, I don't know. Look, man, at at what point do you just go, you know what? Fucking people. Isn't enough for me. Let's go out to the barn. Now, fuck that dude. That is. And, and look, if you fuck a sheep or something like that, still terrible. All of this is still terrible, but then you try to turn the tables and you make the horse. Fuck you. And that horse is like, because again, that horse doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Like we all love horses. Everybody's like, yay! Yeah, there's beautiful animals and you pet their nose and give them a carrot and everybody's fucking happy. But at the same time, you never looked at a horse and you thought, boy, I'll tell you what, that, that I bet that horse understands me. i bet that horse knows me in a way that nobody else is ever going to know me in a future life. <laughs> and then you climb up, just the, dude, the setting up of the horse fuck. I can't, having the idea, look, I, look. I'm sure some of you out there have had the idea. Why don't I fuck a horse? All right, that's fine. Or why don't I let a horse fuck me? Let's go that route. Okay. Uh, why don't I let a horse fuck me? Maybe. Maybe you thought it. I don't know. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Again, uh, we talked about gilf porn a second ago. Um, it wasn't about giraffes. It was about uh, grandmas. Um, that's the thing. It's like a, a grandmas I'd like to fuck type of thing. All right, never mind. So, because because he, he, you know why? Because he put his lips. Like over his mountain and put his tongue. Oh Jesus, it was cr- crazy bad. And guilt porn, it's like, look, man, everybody's gotta get fucked. There's no doubt about it. Not everybody's gonna get filmed fucking somebody, truly. Um, but there are people out there who like that shit. And and if you like it, good for you. Guilt for you. Instead of good, I didn't say good, I say guilt for you if you like that sort of thing. Good I, I hope you I hope it's exactly what gets you off. But and and I don't I don't wanna judge anybody. I don't want to kink shame you. But I'm about to kink shame guys who fuck horses. And, I, and by that, I mean, get fucked by horses. If you've ever even considered it, you thought to yourself, oh, I got to get railed by a fucking horse. Fine. In the moment, in the moment, I'm willing to concede this. In the moment, there is a, that you think to yourself, man, I'd love to get fucking railed by a horse. Okay. Because horse cocks are big. And again, like I, I was just going to say this, this is not unheard of because uh, you thought Guilf porn was bad. They sell cock dildos and I know you're thinking to yourself well yeah I've seen big dildos no 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 no, I don't mean horsecock is in wow look at that dude he's got a horsecock I mean they sell dildos shaped like horsecocks with the fucking like the elephant snout ending and the fucking and and I think. Perhaps there's a sheath. I don't know. And look, if you're fucking something with a sheath and it's not a musketeer, get the fuck out of your own way, man. There's plenty of shit to fuck or get fucked by. But if you've got to if you've got to have two guys work a sheath while you balance yourself on a seesaw in order to get fucking plowed and die on film. Again, and that's if you're checking out that way, there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people, Yeah, they know they want to die. I'm going to hang myself. I'm going to jump off a building. I'm going to eat a fucking lead salad, whatever the fuck. That's fine. But if you're some dude who's like, man, I am going to get a horse fucked to death. It just seems like a lot of effort. Because like I said, even if you had the thought, I'm going to fuck a horse, which everybody does or not everybody does. A lot of people have because they got horse dildos that they fucking sell. It's like a thing. It's a fucking genre. There's a genre of fucking horse cock dildos. Uh, not to be confused with horse head bookends, but horse cock dildos, that is a genre that people have thought to themselves. Yeah. You know what? I could do that. Get me, do me a favor, mold me something right out of the old barnyard. Wouldn't that be fucking great? What if they did that with pigs? Don't pigs have a fucking spiny cock or like a fucking curly cue? Don't they have a curly? I think they have a curly cue, right? How fucking weird must that be? Let me ask you this. When the pig fucks the other pig with the curly cue cock, does it have to corkscrew itself in? Like does it have to jump constantly in circles to kind of you know you twist a, a fucking corkscrew in to pop out the cork? Uh maybe does the pig do that? Is he gonna screw screw himself in? Or let me ask you this does the uh does the fucking pig enter the lady pig? Or the guy pig, whatever you wanna be. Uh and and then as he's inside her he becomes a curly cue? And then he's hitting all of her fucking a b c d e f g spots i'm I'm gonna assume pigs aren't built like us pigs aren't built like uh real ladies they don't just have a g spot and everything works the right way i'm sure pigs are just a fucking mystery bag right don't you think fucking a pig's gotta be just a mystery bag and also let me ask you this if you're fucking a pig uh and you're a dude don't you think the lady pig's just like hey where's the curlicue action buddy you're not hitting a b c d or e or f you're looking for a G. That's fine. But you, you got six more to get there before you get there. A, B, C, D, E, F. Holy shit. I was right. Ha ha ha. Off the top of my head, I said six. Uh, yeah, you're not, you're disappointing these people. You're disappointing the horse. You're disappointing the pig with the fucking curly curlicue and the fucking sheath. You got none of that. Look down at what you got. All right. Try to make a lady happy with it or a gentleman or yourself, whatever the fuck. But let the animal kingdom handle their own business. Because again, as I've mentioned, if you even have the thought, man, I can't wait to get fucked by a horse. Fine. Go buy it And look, someone recognized that that was a thing. And so they made horse dildos. Good for you. There it is. Fill it up with fucking, I don't know, cake frosting or liquid soap and pretend that it's squirting all over you. Whatever the fuck you got to do with yourself to keep yourself out of the goddamn hay bale and not face down in a pile of fucking manure getting worked by some fucking plow horse who can't wait to destroy your insides. And I don't mean that in a way where like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck this guy. It's just like, what's this guy doing? Fuck, they positioned him in a way where I can't stomp him to death. I'd love to kick him in the face. However, they've somehow attached him to some sort of hobby horse, which quite frankly is offensive to me and my friends because why, what are we, what are to be, we're to be named things after? I don't think so. I'm a horse. goddammit. it. I'm a, I'm a majestic animal. Feed me oats and don't fuck me. That's, on the, that's right there on the horse flag. Remember the don't tread me flag that we all made a big fucking deal out of? Put a snake on it, don't tread on me. Wonderful. Horses have the same flag. It's just like a horse and he's just fucking rolling his eyes and he's feed me oats and don't fuck me. That's what it says right on his fucking flag. But we're so arrogant. We're so arrogant as a species. We've decided everything is to be fucked. Dude, just fucking, just dig a mud hole and bury your cock in it. Make a bowl of Jello. I can I can speak to that as a child. Uh, do something with your cock that isn't horse related. But if you decide to yourself, I'm going to get fucked by a horse. And, and again, like I said, many people have made this decision clearly. And when I say many people, it's relative. I don't mean, I don't mean like everybody in the world, but it has to be many if you're making the fucking product, right? If the dildo people went, fuck, we got to start making these horse dildos. We're losing, we're losing business. Who are you losing business to? The guy's fucking real horses? ha <laughs> <laughs> so you like we gotta fucking we gotta make a goddamn horse dildo to keep up with the joneses you know how that is look man you want to keep up with the joneses right don't you then let's start fucking making some goddamn sheath enclosed horse dildos and and you know what we'll put a squirting thing in there so you can shoot liquid soap in your eye because you know what it shouldn't be pleasant don't put cake frosting in there put something fucking like toxic to remind yourself that you shouldn't be fucking a horse dildo or whatever the fuck you're doing with it, or the space alien dildo they sell. Good lord, what a world we we deserve to go down in fucking flames. Can't stop jamming things in ourselves, sticking our dicks in anything that fucking moves. Like that can't. That, you know, wow, what a mess we are. What a mess. <laughs> so if if you've decided I want to be fucked by a horse, buy the dildo, okay? Because I don't know what I don't know what fucking. Look, it's hard enough fucking humans, all right? It's hard enough buying somebody a drink and having game or going through an app and meeting somebody you like and, you know, having a discussion and maybe you like the same books or the same movies. You got to find chemistry or whatever. And I guess maybe you have to battle with the horses. You don't really need chemistry. All you need is a rope, which fine. But at the same time, you you, you just, you're not doing the horse any goddamn favors. But if so, if you decide that you want to get fucked by a horse, okay, if you want to get fucked by a horse, buy the dildo. Buy the dildo it's out there it exists and and I'm going to go I'm going to pivot back. Remember I was talking about how the dildo makers, I was like kind of angry at them. I'm like, "Why the fuck would you make a horse dildo?" I pivot back and I say, "You know what? Good for you, horse dildo makers. You recognize that you're giving the fucking horses a break. You're giving them some time off from getting uh, worked up and having to rail some fucking farmer who can't put his pitchfork down long enough to meet a lady. He can't go on farmers only and meet somebody. How many horses are on farmers only?" <laughs> oh my god Do you th- if, let me ask you this if a horse posts on farmers only does it have to disguise itself does it have to say it's a lady or is there specifically a horse section or someone's like ah oh, you know what man woman or beast I'm gonna sign up into the beast one that's what I'm looking for hey there curly Q what are you doing these days oink fucking oink uh, so if you're thinking to yourself man I can't wait to get fucked by a horse buy the dildo because again like I said it's enough it's hard enough work bailing or banging a, a lady uh, or a gentleman. Um, but, but if you're going to fuck a horse, you, you just, that's, you can't just say, I can't wait till this horse fucks me. You know, you, you don't, you don't just take a shower and make sure that your, uh, your breath is fine and, uh, buy flowers or whatever the fuck, you know, actually bullshit. If, if you're going to get a horse who fucks you, buy it flowers, feed them, feed that horse some goddamn flowers, but get it something, get it a, get it a fucking peppermint, uh, <laughs> But, uh, because again, it's not just about getting fucked by the horse because if you're home, you're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get fucked by a horse. I've been waiting for this moment and now we're going to get it done. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get fucked by a horse. Fuck. I got to get my toolbox. Exactly. See, that's the deal. You can't just go, I'm going to go get fucked by a horse. It's not like picking up a phone and going through an app and swiping left or right. You can't swipe right on a horse. You got to build a contraption. Don't, don't, don't get involved in any sort of relationship where you've got to to get laid. You've got to build a contraption. Don't, don't be, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't wait to get fucked by this horse. If only these fabulous young men and their flying machines could come by and help me out. If you've got to call Bob Vila to help you get fucking laid, man, this is wrong. This is all off. You've got, you've got to build a fucking lean to, to get fucking laid. You got to build a fucking uh, yurt. Just to fucking set up this goddamn mechanism with pulleys and weights. Goddamn, you got an REM song you got to play before you fucking get laid. Weights and pulleys, feathers hit the ground before the horses fuck me raw. (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. I, uh, uh, so I'm here. Hi. Uh, yeah, you got to build a whole fucking thing if you're going to fuck a horse. You gotta build. You gotta build like one of those fucking fake walls out of all that jazz, <laughs> where everybody's laying on it, or is it a chorus line where they get their fucking legs kicking and shit? One singular sensation. Can't wait to have horse cocking me. Da 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 da. One. Bob Fosse never fucked a horse. Did he? Have a, he must have had a fucking hammer though, right? Did he fuck Juliet Prowse? Not that that matters. It's not like Juliet Prowse is a size queen. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. You look it up. Do me a favor. Google it right now. I'll wait. Juliet Prowse size queen. See you how know, that fucking does you. You know what? At some point, I tell you to do these things, and I bring these things up, and you know somebody's going to Google them at some point. And if you Google something, Google well It's just going to return a shrug. Like literally, if you Google Juliet Prowse size queen, the first result is going to be what is wrong with you. That's all. <laughs> that's what Google's going to say. If you're going to say Google horse fucking contraption, there'll be a knock on your door. It's the fucking F, the B, and possibly even the I. They got to bring the I. Uh, go- All right, so look. Here's the thing, man. I'm, I'm happy to be... Oh, you know what? Let's talk about my friend David. So he was doing the... Uh, hi. He's doing the fucking impression. The whole week, right? And he's like, he's showing me how to do it. And... Uh, I love my friend David. I do. Not, it's not Max. It's a different guy. Uh, and I love him. He's a good guy. Uh, he's always been nice to me. I know that some people he wasn't very nice to. But uh, he's a good dude. And um, and he's very talented. And uh, and I got to tell you, it was the worst fucking Heath Ledger Joker impression I've ever heard in my life. Ever. 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 But, you, but I had to humor him because I couldn't be like, dude, that's awful. That is really bad. Because he thought it was great. And he kept doing it. And, uh, and I, you know, this thing, like I, cause honestly, it led me to have to do my own impression where he, cause he kept doing it for a week and your brain, you're just the whole time. You're just going, look at you go. You know what I mean? You're like, all right. Oh, man, you're doing it right. Aren't you doing it? Look at you doing it. That's grand. Uh, but I, you know, I, but at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, no dude, of course. Oh my God. Look, oh, that's Heath Ledger. Certainly. And in the, whole, the whole time it's going on in my brain, I'm going, thank God Heath Ledger died so he doesn't have to know that this is happening. Oh, my God. There's, I got a theory. I think Heath Ledger may have done all of that heroin or whatever the fuck he died from that the Olsen twins brought him because he knew eventually that my friend David would be doing a gilf porn mouth to imitate him in a car. Oh my Christ! Ledger checked out. Said, I, "I can't do it. I can't. I can't handle it. Nah, I, I, he's like, I can't handle it. Whatever the fuck." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I suddenly want like Doctor Detroit. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. <laughs> uh, watch Doctor Detroit. Invite me to your house to watch Doctor Detroit. Let's call the doctor. Call him now. He's Doctor Detroit. Do doo do do. Devo to the theme song. He comes and goes. So call the doctor. Uh. They love to watch him operate. Uh, a high moment for Devo. Certainly, they're at a high point in their career. They got asked to do the theme song for Dr. Detroit. Hey, man, could you guys do a song that will play while uh, Dan Aykroyd runs around in short shorts? Could you do that while we see, well, we see both of his Aykroyds bouncing up and down as he fucking takes to the streets? He's taking it to the streets, Doobie Brothers style. That's what he's doing. Taking it to the streets. There's Dan Eckroyd in church. Taking it to the street. Oh my God, I think I saw his balls. Taking it to the streets. So call the doctor. Somebody do a mashup of that for me. Could you do a mashup? Mashup, taking it to the streets by the Doobie Brothers. You don't know me, but I'm your brother. Match that up with with Dr. Detroit by uh, Devo. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, the music has to match. There's no point in even doing this. Ah, I understand that so uh figure it out that's what i say to you um all right look uh this is a technically so again this is a uh this is a, b- a buffer show this is me we're you know what we're doing we're getting uh we're getting it under our belts we're getting one under our belts a short one i keep warning you it's gonna be a short one why because i'm leaving to get on a plane soon but uh, and i only do these shows as as getaway days that's what i do now i sit down to record and i'm like hey um, what if you just fucking did this just before you walked out the door? Wouldn't that be great? People would love it. Uh, c- all right. Uh, you know, I have this fear, but I will share this fear with you. Uh, because I built this up to where I'm like, oh my God, if you do one, it better be a fucking outrageous fucking hit. And, uh, and also coming off the, uh, the last show that I did, <laughs> uh, um, I thought, well, I got to rally with something here. Cause then I'm like, how do you follow that? Hey, you know what, dude, you need to get on the microphone and follow up a four hour show about the death of your mother. Could you do that? Could you go ahead and fucking make that happen? Uh, and oftentimes I'd love to. Um, and you know, what's funny. I will say this in the past, I think I've mentioned this on the show previously. In the past I've done, when I would get to it, I do in three hour show, I would get emails and fucking posts to be like, oh my God, a three hour show, dude, fucking amazing. I'm so fucking excited. Thank you. Uh, and one time I did a four hour show, I think when I got back from Toronto, it was and everybody's like, holy fuck, a four hour fucking show. That's fucking incredible. Oh my God. I can't believe you did this. Um, now I put out a four hour show and I don't hear a fucking word. I don't hear from anybody. It's just like, ah, oh, yeah, that dude crawled out of his tomb and belched words into a fucking microphone again. Great. Fantastic. And, uh, by the way, so that's that guy right there. That's who, that's who lives in my head. So when I put on a show and I don't, I don't, uh, and nobody tells me, uh, anything and I look, I'm not, I'm not here soliciting uh, jerk offs. Although I am certainly, uh, you know, it's because It's safer to jerk me off than have a horse. Fuck. you. I'll tell you that. Tell you what, in order to give me a hand job, you won't have to build a jalopy. You'll, you'll never have to build some sort of fucking Rube Goldbergian machine to get it done. Uh, no, you can just, it's just, you know what? Hand cock the end. I probably need some sort of lube or something. I would imagine. Unless you're, you know what? I, you know, I'm willing to take a dry. You want to go dry on me? It's been a long time. I'll go ahead and let you do a dry one on me. Why not? Let's, let's call it a dry run. That's what this show is. This show is a hand job, no lube. It's a dry run. See if I still got what it takes to open up a microphone to talk to you guys. And also, uh, conversely, look, I got, I got what it takes. I can do this. Uh, it's just, is it any good? And does anybody fucking care? So this is what it's a dry run for. This is a dry run for me to do this and get one. Uh, this is, you know what this is? This is the batch you run off before your date uh, when you just fucking you fire one out of the chamber before you t- you know in the shower or whatever before you go out. so you're just like all right so then you're already later on you're like all right I, got, I, I cleaned the pipes earlier. We shot one out and we got rid of that so now now see now I'm ready to last now I'm ready to get it done. Um, you ever do that? I've, I've heard that's a thing. I've seen it in movies. I've seen it discussed in literature. Uh, I've, I think I've only done it a couple times where I'm like, all right, man, I got to fucking, let's run one off here. So, but, but then here's the thing. All right. Brace yourself for some toxic masculinity garbage. Uh, if you run one off early, uh, don't you run the risk of being like a fucking dribble dick later? Although I guess you fucking, you, you, you I mean, you're not fucking like 20 minutes later, I suppose. So you're shooting one off in the afternoon and then you're going out later that night. You're fine, right? I suppose. I don't know. I've never done it, I don't think. Because I, I I think back, you know, as was a younger man dating uh, and then... Because look, put it, let's put it this way. When I was getting laid as a kid, it was on the road. So it's not like I could go into the fucking bathroom of the comedy club and jerk one off and then fucking go to somebody's house. Shit just always happened to me. I wasn't a dater. I thought about that the other day. I've never... I wasn't dating anybody really ever. I... I I met people and then we went out, but it wasn't anything where it was like, excuse me. <clears throat> you know, I had to ask for their fucking father's permission or any of that bullshit. I'd meet somebody who was already fucking six drinks in and they just thought, eh, I'll fuck the middle act this week. Why not? Uh, and lucky me, I was the middle act. Hey, hey, Jack Brickhouse was there. Um. All right. So we're get, we're So this is this is. I'm, I'm doing this now just to, to prove to you and me and God and everybody that I can still do this. And, and, and there's good reason too, I should say, uh, because you know what, man, I, uh, let me, let me tell you this. Is this, a, now I don't, I'm not in show business so much anymore. I want to be, eh, I don't know if I want to be in show business. I just want to fucking make people laugh and be happy and then, and make a living doing this. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, says the guy who didn't put out a show for two months. I would love to make a living at this. Shut up, fucking jerk. Then get up and do it. You can't you don't can't just go, oh, man, I want to make a living. Well, then you got to do the fucking thing, right? You can't just go, oh, this would be nice if people would pay me for nothing. You fucking idiot. All right. By the way, all of that uh, right there is very—that's poisonous. Don't talk to yourself like that. Uh, I talk to myself like—I look, I'm a professional. I can talk to myself like that. You guys can't. All right. You need to understand that it's bad for you to talk to yourselves like that. But me, look at me. I can talk to me like that because I'm bulletproof at this point. Like I said, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm firmly ensconced in fifteen layers of nope, hiding, just hiding, just fucking the layers of coats that I have stacked. On the bed for me to hide under. You guys have no idea. I don't. I don't. I'm getting on a plane today. This is truthful. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to see my friend in Tucson, Arizona. Now, I was supposed to go to see him in the beginning of June. uh My buddy Justin, his wife Mary. Uh, I was supposed to go to Tucson, Arizona, and see them at the beginning of June. Get this, all right, this is, I was supposed to go there for just like four days. And we had planned it; it was going to be good because I have not seen Justin since the pandemic. I haven't seen Mary since the pandemic. They're just lovely people, and they they used to live in Phoenix, but now they've they've relocated to Tucson, and they have a uh, they bought a new house. I want to see their new house. I want to see the dogs, Mookie and Funches. I want to see my friends. So I scheduled a trip for the beginning of June. I was going to head over there and and uh, just have some fun in Arizona, watch a UFC, cookout, whatever. Uh, or hide in the air conditioning, whatever the fuck they got planned. I was I was on God's good humor. I was going to show up and whatever the fuck they wanted to do from the time we got to the airport on was, was exactly what I was ready for because I just wanted to hug my friends. And then as the day started to get closer, the day started to get closer and I started to worry about it because I hadn't done a podcast and I'm like, well, fuck, if I haven't done a podcast, I can't do anything nice. I can't do anything fun. I can't do anything for me because I haven't done my homework. You know, I haven't done my job. I haven't done the thing I'm supposed to do. And then that made this even more of a monolith. And I, I, I just try to explain to you, I'm sure you guys have this in you too. Maybe you don't. I'm, I've done reading. I, I don't know if it's anxiety uh, plus depression, plus whatever. the. I don't, I don't know, man. But things look remarkably difficult to me until I do them. And then when I do them, I go, oh, okay, well, that was cool. Uh, but I, there are this, you talk mountains out of molehills. Well, I'm, I I have to make, I have to try to make, <laughs> I'm making gigantic mountains out of mountains. I mean, they're already mountains to me I have no molehills. There are no molehills in my life. I only have mountains to, to climb and overcome because I've made them such. I mean, I've made them huge and <clears throat> my grappling hooks in the fucking shop. It has been for a couple of months. And so you know, I did the show about my mom and, uh, put it out there and, and, uh, you know, and look, I don't, I, it's not like I expect the world to change, you know, but I think I told you, it's just that, that mentality of, uh, it's that, that birthing out a four hour show about the loss of a parent the fact that I'm now an orphan, all of, all of these things. Uh, it seemed important to me. It seemed like a thing. Uh, and then, it just kind of came out. And then I'm like, oh, you got to do that again. And I'm like, oh, well, all right. Who's going to die now? <laughs> I better get somebody to die so I can do another goddamn show instead of just realizing that I can fucking let my hands go and talk and do a goddamn show. I, I know you couldn't be less interested in what goes on in my head. I, I get that. I'm And I'm not going to go into a fucking full explanation of it. We're here now. Uh, and, and my intent, <laughs> let me take a sip of water. Hold on. To wash the bile out of my mouth as I talk about myself. Uh, my intention now is to be back on a regular schedule. You know, it's it's uh, it's Friday, July first, and and that date means a lot to me uh, because that was uh, in two thousand five. July first, two thousand five, is when I went into the hospital and I had gastric bypass surgery. And, uh, you know, I, I consider that a rebirth day of sorts where it, it, it changed my life in a way where I was so out of control and I, and there was nothing I could do. And, and I, I, I was filled with anger and rage at myself. I I had a lot of self hate. Uh, even though I was still, I was kind of like, Hey, I, I tried to be not as tightly wound and I, I, there's a, you know, when I was on Never Not Funny, there was a part where I said I was easygoing, and they laughed at me. They go, "You are the least easygoing person we've ever fucking met." And I see now, you know what what they're talking about, especially back then, because I was seething with rage all the time, and it was always at myself. I was mad at myself because I couldn't get everything under control. I couldn't grab uh, the reins on what was a runaway life, and I was ruining Karen's life and 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 consequently mine, and so. When I finally got to make the decision to get the gastric bypass surgery in, in 2005, I said, fucking, it's time to pay the check. You've done so much dumb shit, time to pay the check. And so I got it done in 2005. And uh, I'm going to say 2005 a few more times. I, I, I went into the hospital on July 1st, and I was supposed to be out of the hospital. It's one of those things where, like, you can go home in two days. But I had complications where they, they for some reason, my uh, it wasn't anything serious but like because when they do the surgery on you they fill you up like a zeppelin like they pump you full of fucking gas and then you've got to try to fucking walk it off in the in the in the fucking jail or the the hospital <laughs> I did not have my procedure done in jail that would speak that would speak volumes wouldn't it uh, but you got to walk around the hallways and stuff and I had I for some reason I had severe pain and cramping in my legs it was weird because again I was in the in the fucking hospital bed which is all the you know it raises the up and down in the back um but my legs didn't move so i would have these this crazy pain in my thighs like i don't even know it it wasn't cramping it felt like my thighs were going to rip open does that make any sense i don't know if you've ever done anything like that before where you've had your all of a sudden you're uh (laughs) You're, you're, it, it, it just it felt like my legs were going to tear themselves open, my thighs, and I couldn't. Exp- I was like, "What is this?" And they were just, "Well, we just we need you to walk more." And I'm like, "Fine." I, I but I also didn't want to move. I felt just fucking weird and bad because I was swollen up with this fucking gas they put in you to fucking to 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 do the operation. So uh, eventually, you know, I was. They said you could go home in two days. I didn't go home until the fifth. I mean, I was still in the hospital on the 4th, you know, I got the procedure done on the 1st and I went home, or was it the 6th, it might have been the 6th, Because uh, I, regardless, I remember I was in the hospital for the 4th of July because I had just had gastric bypass surgery, I'm laying there, I can't move, and I got ESPN on in the room and they're showing me guys eating hot dogs and I'm like, this is the fucking most surreal moment of my life, I literally just had them turn my fucking stomach into a bottle cap and I got to watch these ass fucks dip hot dogs in water and shove them down their gullet, what a fucking country, Uh, so, uh, so July 1st, you know, and then I came home and there was, there was fruit cup, there was scallops, there was a a woman who quite frankly took care of me and shouldn't have because, you know, as, as was born out eight years later when she fucking split because she realized that I'd stole eight more years of her fucking life. Um, but I started to walk. I started to emerge. There was sliced alone's protein pudding. Uh, there was all sorts of disgusting stuff I ate and drank from the fucking supplement store doing anything I could to be normal, you know, and it was time to pay the check. So I, I, I started to get up and walk, you know, all this, right. I, I wore the, I had a Walkman, I wore it around my neck, like a lanyard. And I really fucking committed myself to being different and, and man, it paid off. You know, I wound up losing like 265 pounds. You guys, you know, it's all revisionist history. But the point is July 1st has always been considered to me since that date in when? Say it with me. 2005. It's always been, uh, I've considered it a rebirth day. So that brings me to today, July 1st. I'm on a plane in a couple hours but first, I'm talking to you guys in a bumper show to kind of just reset. And how many resets have I had? Yes, I know. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you not to fucking kill me on this. You know, I I'm asking a lot of you already to even think that you're listening to this goddamn thing. But I'm I'm <laughs> you, you've you've heard me over the years. Uh, say things and make promises and and verbalize hopes. And so I do the same now, you know, because I consider this now another rebirth day, a rebirth day of a career, I suppose, podcasting at least. Because uh, the whole, you know, the whole time I have been streaming on Twitch, and I know there's a lot of people out there who are like we don't fucking care, because you guys want to listen to me when you want to listen to me, and you want it in this form instead of in in that form, and I get it, man, I totally get it. Uh, so so we're back doing this now on the first, which is a Friday. Next week, uh, I get off the plane. I come back on the fifth. So, um, to me, it's convenient that this trip is the first through the fifth. And in 2005, I was in the hospital, the first through the fifth. And, uh, you know, when I went in the hospital, it was to help myself and change my life. And this trip is uh, is just to reconnect with friends, which will be so helpful. And I, I don't think the trip to Tucson is going to change my life. But what comes after, what symbolically comes after is what I hope to Used to change my life. And that's, that's getting back into doing what I'm supposed to do. And, and luck. we've done this before. I know it. I know this man. I know. Uh, (laughs) I've been looking for a therapist. What? Yes, I have to try to get back in uh, and, and talk to somebody and people are like, you should go back to Shannon. And man, I loved Shannon. I thought Shannon did great things. The problem was me like she gave me tools she gave me homework and i didn't do it you know i i was there to talk about what i wanted to talk about and whenever i would walk out of her office i'd feel amazing i would float to my car and go all right man that was it you did the right thing there you you are you're, you're right on track you here we go and then i'd get in the car and i I'd, I'd check my phone and then i'd forget in 10 minutes the the work we had done and the the adjustments that needed to be made. And that's just fucking wrong, man. You know you you have to be willing to do the work and and that's a statement that has haunted me my whole life cause I don't do the fucking work. And I'm resentful of myself now. And again, hey, young people who are listening to this, first of all, why are you listening to this? I'm old. Don't listen to me. Secondly, there are no young people listening to me, so why am I gonna even give this message? But I'll pretend, let's pretend for a moment. There are young people out there. And you know what? If you're 30, you're young. You're 35. Even if you're that that age, you're listening to me. Let me tell you right now, man, don't fuck it up. Don't put yourself in a position where in 25 years you're going to sit down and go, oh, yeah, no, I was supposed to do that. Oh, Christ, I was supposed to do that too. Hey, what if I would have done that? Because getting older is is just a series of, oh, man, what if I would have done that? What if I would have done this instead? Now, if you're lucky, it isn't that. You know what I mean? I I, I should say, let me qualify that. Uh, Getting older for me has been a series of that. Getting older for people I know has been a series of that. I've had this discussion with people I know. And uh, I've mentioned this many times before on the show. You know when it's dark and it's quiet and you look back and you go, Jesus, probably shouldn't have done that. Could have done this better. Really should have done that better. And, uh, And I'm haunted by that stuff. And when I say haunted, I don't mean like I'm, um, you know, scratching my arm like a heroin addict, going "fuck, man, whatever." No, I'm just, I find myself paralyzed because I, I, I don't know what to do going forward. And I know what you're thinking: just fucking do it. I've had people reach out to me and say that, "Hey, man, just do it. Do a fucking show." Fucking Jesuit, super nice guy, fucking amazing guy, and a great show uh, right now. Paranoid Straining, go check it out. It's, uh, he's in, he's in his series about QAnon that has somehow diverted to a series about the federal reserve, which is fine, uh, and incredible the way he does it. I don't know. I don't know how, as I've talked about before, I come here, I open a microphone and I talk that dude, him and Dana unicorn and his guests and interviews and all that. I mean, do you know how much work that dude puts in? And also let me tell you this, uh, you know, he's a very successful guy in other areas of his life and he's still able to put out a fucking genius podcast. He, he doesn't have any layers of nope. There's no layers of nope for our good friend, fearful Jesuit over at paranoid strain, which is available right now in the iTunes store or wherever your finer podcasts are getting and gotten. Uh, but yeah, I, I see him. He's a very accomplished dude. And, and, you know, I, I don't know. If I, I, in my brain always attribute this quote to Woody Allen, but it could be from somebody else. Uh, it was, Hey, Dylan, uh, leave your sister alone. No, no, that's uh, that's incorrect. That was not the. That's not the quote. (laughs) That was that was in my head from Woody Allen. Uh, The quote I'm thinking of, of course, is uh, (laughs) is uh, you know what is it? Like eighty percent of eighty percent of success is showing up. Is that him? I don't even know what the fuck. So let's put it this way. It's not even a quote. It's the vague notion of showing up is half the battle or whatever the fuck that I credit for some reason to Woody Allen. I don't know if it's in a movie, whatever the fuck. But truthfully, it's just just show up. Just do your fucking job. Do your work. And I've had a show called Do Your Job before. I've did. Look, this is not new territory. We're not overturning new soil here. We're not planting anything new. I mean, this is the same old crop. It's the same old crop. <laughs> And, and I get it, man. I get it. You are sick of it. See, this is, all right, look, I project onto you guys the feelings I have for myself. I'm angry at myself. I'm sick of me. You know, let's put it this way. I love me, but I also, I am so sick of me and sick of me doing the same mistake for 50 years. Uh, You know, it's just, it's just foolishness, you know. And the last show I did, you know, it was, we were, we said goodbye to my ma and, and uh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of thinking about that. Cause I will tell you this, this is truthful. I think I may have even said it in that show. There's not a day that goes by that. And it's, it's weird how your body tricks you, how your brain tricks you. There's not a day that goes by when I think got to call mom, got to call ma it. I don't know why. And it's not at any specific time. Oh, and let me give you this update real quick. Uh, my mom's still dead. Uh. <laughs> Look, I got to be honest with you, man. It is fucking weird. It's still weird. It's two months later. And I don't know because I talk to my mom every week. I mean, my mom, you know, again, this is the silliest thing to say, but that's, that's a person I knew my entire life. That's a person I owed my life to. And it's it's when you sit and you think and you delve, man, it's you just. A part of you is gone, and it's never coming back. Death is kind of final. It's fucking weird. Uh, and I and also I've been struggling with this, like the, you know, my mom was cremated, and we got to figure out a new way to do death in this country. Like, there's I don't even know, you know, because, you, you think all right, somebody's dead and whatever, we go through a funeral, all that bullshit, but if you really think about it, it's like the 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 methods we have of getting rid of a loved one are fucking terrifying. Hey, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to we're gonna bury them in the ground. But first, we have to seal them in a box. And then we have to dig a, a ceremonial hole and put them in it and cover it with dirt. Why? Six feet of dirt? Just in case there's some sort of ray from space that brings the dead back. They'll have to fight their way through a pine box and six feet of dirt to come back and try to claim what's theirs. It's It's... Because again, when you think, look, in the abstract, you think, oh, funerals and death and whatever, fucking burying people. But when it's your ma, you're like, oh, shit, we got to put my ma in a box and put her in the fucking ground. Like, that's just bad, right? We got to think of a different thing to do about death. Or or with my ma, what we did, we, <laughs> we... You know what? My ma has requested not to be placed into a box and buried deep in the, within the earth. Okay, that's fine. No, my ma has requested to be burned into ash. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what? That's that's her choice? Yes. She's made it very clear many times she would much prefer to be thrown into an oven and burned to a cinder. To her, She's nothing but a pile of ashes. Oh, really? Okay. Well, look, man, who are we to mess with the dead? Whatever they want. So you're sure your mother would not prefer to be, uh, put into a pine box, an ornate box casket, if you will, and shown to her friends before being sealed within that box and then buried inside of the earth. You're sure she doesn't want that. And that instead of that, she prefers we, uh, we take her body and we throw it into an oven and we turn it up as high as it will go. So it even burns her teeth and melts those down into fucking ash wait, does it burn the teeth? I don't know if it does, but I don't want to sift through and find out. Who knows? Who's the first guy to sift through? Ah, that's fucking terrible. Burn somebody up. And you're like, Hey man, there's teeth in here. It's like, what the fuck are you looking for? Why are you looking? Put them in a fucking dustpan. You ass fuck. How dare you? Why are you sifting through that person? Hey dude, I found a filling. Get the fuck out of here. You mengala motherfucker. How dare you sift? We burn. We don't sift. So your mom is requested to be thrown into an oven at high, the highest of heats, until all of her bones are gone. Is that what? Is that what I'm to understand? Yes. See what I mean? Death is fucking awful. There's those, and then there's also the organ donor bullshit. Which you know, look, man, you know, you if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know exactly how I feel about the organ donor bullshit. If you want my eyes, you got to take them in a fair fight. All right, I'm not giving anybody shit. Nobody gets my fucking spleen. Nobody gets my liver, uh, because and I have to tell you, my liver extremely damaged from getting horse fucked. Uh, so nobody wants it anyway. Maybe that you know, maybe that's what that guy was thinking. Maybe he's on board with me. He's like, I'm not giving my liver to anybody. Let's get a horse to puncture it with its horse cock. Uh, but yeah, man. So organ donors, you got to give all your shit away like it's a goddamn fucking swap meet. Hey. Who wants a thigh that might rip itself open? Hey, who out there wants a kidney? Uh, how about half a kidney? What if you know what? We got two kidneys here. What if four of you took them and split them up? Uh, we've we've got to we got to approach death in an entirely different way. I, I don't know. It just that maybe that's one of the reasons we're all so scared of death. Uh, if you are scared of death, I had a I had a deep conversation with a friend of mine, and he is not afraid of death. Uh, and I have another friend uh, 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 who's who's stated very clearly that when it's time to go, she's going she's like, yeah, no, I, once it gets to a point where I'm, I'm not on board anymore, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm writing my own ticket. Uh, and that's different from my other friend who just went, I'm not afraid of dying anymore. I'll miss my friends and I'll miss these things, uh, but I am not, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't frighten me any longer. And, uh, you know, I'm old and, but I, I don't, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel I'm 54, but I don't feel like Fifty-four, if you know what I mean. Like I told you when I was a kid, 54 was short sleeve button shirts and black socks and a handful of pomade uh, and you're sweating booze. You know what I mean? That was 54 to me when I was a kid. Uh, I went in to get my, here's how old I am. I went to get a shingles shot. Uh, The first one, you get two. Uh, Conveniently, no insurance. Those are only $220 a piece. Hey, that's great. Uh, But I also want to make sure that I don't fucking have a debilitating skin disease into my old age. Uh, cause I got to give this skin away. I, I've signed it away. It's a donor who wants it. Uh, you want to take me, you want my eyes. You got to take them to fair fight, but you want my skin. You're welcome to it. I got plenty. I can hack off my fucking apron right now and hand it right over to you. Uh, but I went for the shingle shot and at 54, uh, you know, I had to, you got to fill all that bullshit out. And then I go into the, I was at Walgreens cause, uh, that seems good to be able to go get some medicine in the same place I can get Pringles. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You know what? I'm gonna go to the Walgreens. I'm gonna grab a. I gotta grab a Snickers bar and uh, some Speed Stick and some baby wipes. And uh, while I'm there, why don't I get the rubella medicine shot directly into my arm by a guy named Rick? I don't. I don't know if this guy's a medical professional. He doesn't have a coat on or anything. But hey, Rick, seal off my rubella fucking chasm. Uh. So I. I it just. So I, I went to get the shingle shot, and this dude's like. Uh, I get in a little room with him. And, uh, and he pulls out his cock, which is weird, very weird. I didn't expect that to be part of the shingles thing. Um, so, and he looks at me and he goes, uh, you're 54? Or, no, he asked me. He goes, how old are you? I said, 54. And he goes, you're 54? You don't look 54. I said, look, Rick, I recognize it's your job to tell old people they don't look as old as they are, but I'm in here getting a shingle shot. I am aware of every moment I've lived on this planet. Uh, and he laughed thankfully and he goes, no, I mean it. He goes, cause, uh, he goes, you know, we do get a ton, a ton of people in here and they're your age and they like, they can't stand up or they're bald or they're whatever. He goes, uh, you, you seem to be in like really good health for your age. I said, well, again, Rick, I, you're very nice to say so as soon as I lose 150 pounds, I'll agree with you. And he laughed and he realized at that point, I'm complimenting somebody who wants no compliments. This is a guy who wants nothing to do with being told good things about himself. And he decided to instead just administer the shot. And I realized I had made the situation awkward. And so I kind of chuckled and I was like, I'm teasing, Rick. Thank you. Uh, You're very nice. I said, I don't feel 54. And he goes, "Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm being honest. He goes, I thought you were 45 at most. And then I was like, 45. Fuck you, Rick. How about 35, man? That's what I look like right now. Although that's not true because right now uh, with my (laughs) unfortunate, um, weight gain uh i i'm starting to get that i look like one of the maga guys because i got you know i got my beard is all gray and uh you know my haircut kind of helps but it doesn't really because i mean even that still looks like i'm in some fucking jarhead world i look like these idiots on the street corner who are yelling at children who want to take care of their own bodies or whatever the fuck what a mess this country's become and we'll deal with that next week i this today's a look today's a rebirth day we're doing that i don't want to talk about all that bullshit we'll do it next week but man i uh so, I wanted to get one of these under my belt, and it's uh you know it's a lean one it's lean and clean a lot of horse fucking talk, which I didn't expect but again, that's the way the show works is there's talking about stuff that I didn't expect and I gotta tell you this this is completely true and I, i've I've said it many times before I'm saying it again this show is so daunting for me I don't know why the microphone has just become this it's it's a thing to to surmount rather than just doing a show it's it's a battle. It's a fight. You know, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's me against the audience. It always has been in this way. Even when I did stand up, it's me versus them. And there's a lot of violent language in comedy. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna fucking destroy these people. I'm gonna do all this shit. And so you you get this attack mentality. And so I've always viewed it as me against the audience, and and not feeling that I'm doing my part. I feel the audience is angry because again, it's me against them. So they're they're furious. They're so angry. They're mad. They're, They're ready to fucking forget me. And again, as I've said many times before, if you give people a reason to forget you, they will. And I'll tell you what, not putting out a fucking podcast for two months, that's a real good reason to fucking put me on a shelf. And that's my fault. I don't, I don't want that to be the case. So we're doing this one as a way to kind of open the floodgates. And I have plans. I got a list. I got plans <laughs> going forward of the way things should be, the way I want them to be. Uh, and, and I can only hope again, as I've said many times before that you'll, you'll come with me and, and you might not even be here now. You know, this could be me talking directly to to two people there. You know, there's a couple people out there who who always listen, who will always support. and, and man, I love them. You know, I love you guys. You're just, you're just absolutely the fucking best. And, uh, and you can only say these things before these platitudes ring hollow. I, I, I get all this. Okay, you, you don't want to hear me beating myself up. You don't want to hear me telling you that my talk is cheap and my words are fucked. because then you're like, why should I invest in this guy? I, I, I am so on board, and I understand those things. So today, July first, is a rebirth day. Uh, I want to try to get, cause again, when I say 15 layers of nope, I mean it. I, I don't leave my apartment. I don't talk to people. I don't see people. I don't talk to my friends. I have a bike. I got a bike. I, I, I rode the bike. I, I rode it in, uh, I, I think I got on it in May and the plan was to ride it every day. And I, I got three rides under my belt and I had to stop. Uh, why? Well, I'll just tell you uh, I got an ass grape the size of a Brazil nut. I, I don't know how or why I, I, that's not an issue I ever get. I don't have problems with that sort of thing, but I, I had, it was on fire and just getting on the bike was a fucking misery after three days. And so then I'm like, well, that obviously it's the bike. Uh, but then I Googled it and it says bike riding doesn't cause that sort of thing. Bike riding does not cause ass grapes. Go ahead and Google it. Uh, but it did uh, whatever, whatever it doesn't, it didn't, the bike didn't do it, but it was enough to scare me off the bike. Uh, the first night I rode the bike, get this. I, cause here's the thing. <clears throat> when I ride the bike, I'm terrified. I'm I'm still scared of the street. So I rode late at night and I went out on the bike and I'm, I'm I'm not joking. I got up my block. I was trying to get to Rite Aid where I could just drive in their parking lot and not worry. And I was riding up the block cause Rite Aid is three blocks from my house and I'm riding up the block and I have to cross two streets. OK, to get to Rite Aid and the first street, I because I, I don't want to stop the bike. Once I get the momentum going on the bike, I'm pedaling. I don't want to stop. So it seems stupid to stop at streets, even though I know it's streets, but it's still it's fucking when I rode it, it was like twelve thirty at night. Fuck you. Go home. There's no reason for you to be out. Not me, them. Sure enough, the first fucking street I'm riding and then I get into the street and a guy, he doesn't even fucking like he didn't stop. You know how you, you you cruise into a right-hand turn? You just kind of softly, you, you bank right into it. You don't stop and then turn. You just cruise into the street. Well, this fucking guy did that. And so I I had to fucking grab the brakes because they're on the handlebars. And I'm, and I'm getting used to the bike. I've now, I've only ridden like a, two blocks. And this fucking guy t- turns and I fucking stop in the middle of the street and his lights are on me and he fucking honks. He goes, hey, man, you got to watch it. You got to watch the fucking cars. And I'm like, what are you yelling at me for, ass fuck? You're supposed to... But he didn't have a stop sign. I get it. You can turn on the street. Fine. And I, you know, I got my... And and you know what? I'll be honest with you. You feel self-conscious because I don't know how to handle the bike yet. But also, I got a fucking soup bowl on my head with a red light on it. I got a little headlight and a little (laughs) fucking horn. You feel like a child. And so I'm getting scolded, and in my brain I'm already embarrassed. So I'm like, "Sorry, I." Uh, and then I try to get on the bike, and it doesn't work. And I gotta. So instead of going forward, I, I get off. I you know fucking jump off the seat and rack my balls. And then I go backwards, ding, 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 to let him go. And he's just like, "You gotta watch." He's fucking whatever he's saying. And I'm just he yelled at me twice. And then he drives away, and I'm just like, Sigh. "So here's what I did: I chickened out on Rite Aid. Not even joking. I went into the Pizza Hut parking lot, which is two blocks away." Right eight ro- is just across the street, but I didn't want to cross another street because when I'm on the bike, I just have momentum. I don't ever want to stop because it seems stupid to stop because then if I stop, I got to get off the bike and it's just, I don't, my feet don't touch the ground without my balls hitting the fucking center bar. It's a mess. So I rode it in the fucking Pizza Hut parking lot. And then I just looked like a drug dealer or a weird mugger who's just riding and so sur- because Pizza Hut wasn't closed. Pizza Hut was not closed. People were coming to get pizza. Uh, it, it, cause it was, it was 1130, it was on 1230 and I'm, I'm driving in the fucking lot and there's like one driver and people are locking up to close, and guys bring out the garbage. You know what I mean? And I'm just driving in circles and you know, they're thinking like, who the fuck is that guy? It's a mess. Uh, but then the next day I went out, I rode, I, I, I rode for like 30 minutes. I rode, you know, I think it was four miles or three and a half miles. And I didn't stop. I didn't have to because I went out at two thirty in the morning. And I drove to an ATM. I drove from my house all the way over to the city bank and then I turned around and came back. And I never really had to stop, except at the ATM, of course. But then I doubled back and I and there was no cars and it was dark and I liked it and I didn't have to and I dug it. And then uh the third day I went to go ride and I rode about I rode for like five minutes and I was like, What the fuck is going on? Why am I in such pain? And then guess what? Here you go. Uh so I haven't ridden since. So <laughs> January I'm I'm, into, I'm back in the gym. You know, I was happiest uh there were a lot of things in my life when I was happiest. I was going to the gym three times a week, three four times. I was going to a therapist. And I'm trying to institute those things back into my life so I I can live the best life I can going forward and try to be as happy as I can and as and also doing this podcast made me happy it did when I make it work in my head when I, I when I put it and go oh this is awful oh my god I'll never get it done I'll never get this stuff done that's a fucking drag man uh but but it's rebirth day and I've said this before remember remember 2020 it looks dangerous for me to go ahead and declare that good things are going to happen because in 2020 it was the year of I will I lost 60 pounds in the first two months and then the pandemic came and I don't know if I sweat out the germ or whatever the fuck and a bat licked me. I have no fucking idea. Maybe I brought about this. I, I get no idea. I once banged a chick in fucking South Dakota who's thought that she gave the world cholera literally told me. She's like, yeah, no, I have a dreams of that. I gave the world cholera like I'm the bringer of death. Uh, I was a stripper named Rocky Mountains by year one. <laughs> and so I, I think to myself, you know, uh, you know, in 2020, fuck, I, I might have been her. You know, by by declaring that I was I was the rebirth guy or whatever the fuck. Or, no, that wasn't rebirth day. That was the year of I will. Scheduled shows in Ireland, the whole deal. Hey, uh, Alex, if you're still listening, man, I gotta. I'll write you. I know I've ignored you because again, this is the thing I do: fifteen layers of nope. People text me. People Snapchat me. People write me on on Instagram. People write me on on WhatsApp, and I don't answer them because I haven't done my show, and I know they don't want to talk to me if I haven't done my show. <laughs> which I know is false and you know is false. We all know is false. But that's what I tell myself in my brain. So today, oh, you know what? There's an update I wanted to give you real quick before we, because before, I'm wrapping this up, But before we do. Uh, you know, the last show, a lot of people were very nice. And uh, I mentioned, again, I did a four-hour show and I was like, I didn't hear from anybody. Well, no, I heard from a ton of people reaching out about my mom. I didn't hear anybody reaching out about a four-hour show, whatever the fuck. I, this is my brain. But people reached out about my mom and my family and and love to all of you. And again, I haven't answered you because, again, I don't answer anybody because I haven't done my next podcast. It's the weirdest way to be. Don't be like me. Remember, be like Mike. Don't be like Mike. Um, so people reached out and they're all very kind. And thank you. You're super cool about it. But um, I want to update you because I, I talked about my, my stepdad. Dan and uh, and I told you all that it was just uh, you know it was it was really a bad situation. It 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 had deteriorated in, in ways that I had not anticipated. And so you know when I left Florida, he was there with his kids, and they were trying to figure out what we were going to do. We didn't know what was up. Well, in the ensuing two months, which sounds ridiculous to say out loud, uh, Dan went and he you know he left Florida for a while, and he went to stay in Las Vegas with his daughter. And, uh, you know, I gave them some space because I didn't know what their situation was going to be. And then after two weeks, I wound up giving him a call and he answered the phone and he sounded like Dan. He sounded like my stepdad. And we talked for, you know, 10 minutes and he he was he was a lot better. You know, his grief was still there, but he was. Alert, and uh, and knew it was me, and I was like, okay, well, this is progress, and I texted my brothers, and I'm just like, I, you know, I I just talked to Dan, and it's it's crazy how good he sounds. Well, then like a couple days later, or a week later, I call him again, and and guys, I we're two months out. I just talked to him again a couple days ago, and my stepdad has done a 180, a complete 180. Like I genuinely thought well, this is it. He's going to have to live in a home. He's got dementia. He's done he, all these, whatever. I just, I didn't know. I don't know. And uh it turns out that he, you know, he went with his stepdaughter and they went to the doctor and they got his meds straightened out and they got the strength and the levels and the prescription and, and the dosage, all of that squared away. And they got him off pain pills. He doesn't need them. He got off those. And uh he's fucking alert. And we're talking about sports. <laughs> and, uh, He's, he wants so badly to go back to Florida because now he's, he's in Chicago now visiting his son and visiting my brother, Scott. And, uh, and the plan is for him to go back to Florida, but he, he, he can't live alone. Uh, yet, you know, we're, they're going to see what's going to happen. And, uh, and whatever, someone may live in Florida with him, either his son, maybe my brother, we don't know yet, but, but for anybody who asked, uh, again, a, my mom still gone, still dead. Uh, but my stepdad uh an unbelievable recovery. A complete 180. And I am so incredibly thankful to have him back to being who he is. And uh and for him, not even not even fucking you know, I talked to him on the phone, what, four times a month or whatever the fuck. But for him to 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 enjoy life again, to enjoy his his crossword puzzle, to talk about getting the smoker out and making and making smoked meat, you know, smoking some ribs and uh you know having a pizza in chicago and and understand yeah i mean he's and you know by the way have you noticed i said everything around food what a shock uh but for him to enjoy the company of his family and friends and his grandkids and and know what's going on man it's it is unbelievably great and i love him and i'm so happy i'm so goddamn happy uh so there you go so there's an update on dan and, uh, again, uh, if, if you just tuned in the update of my mom, still dead. And I know you think I'm beating that into the ground, but, uh, but if anyone was going to reassemble her ashes or climb out of a pine box, it would have been my fucking mom because she heard that something was wrong. My mom would have fucking just shown up and <laughs> wreaked havoc. You heard that song, John Crawford has risen from the grave by blue boyster called, uh, yeah, Pat Burba. Pat Burba has risen from the grave. It's my rebirth day. I'm glad you all attended. I got a list. I got plans. Whatever the fuck. You know, good, bad, indifferent. I'm glad you're here now. I hope you'll be with me going forward. Uh, and and um, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just—it just seems ridiculous to keep doing this. I understand, and I drag into it, and and you're probably at a point where you're like, we're not going to get dragged into this anymore. And I totally understand it. But the fact that anybody out there cares about anything that I have to say—I'll tell you this: a guy on Twitter, um, I don't want to say his name because he hasn't given me permission. He's whatever the fuck. He, uh. He sent me a clip of myself from Earbuds, the uh, the documentary that Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini made. And there was a whole segment on me there, and I was uh, cast as the underdog podcaster. You know, there's corporate shows, great shows, all this, you know, do it yourself, whatever. And I was the guy who was, bo- who was a regular dude delivering food and ribs, but was born aloft on the shoulders and hopes of his fans and friends. That he was going to be something, and i I was sent a clip by this guy that that uh, it's a it's a clip of me in Lily's apartment in the oldest building in Hollywood, basically saying that uh, I'm going to make it. I know I'm going to fucking make it because people out there are supporting me and they're rooting for me to make it, and uh, and I'm good and I know I can do this. and And they, I, I want to do it for them more than anything in the world. I'm going to do it for them, and I fucking will. Uh, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly what I said. <laughs> something like that. And uh, I saw the clip. And I think I've referenced this before. You know, I'm I'm 54 years old, and I feel like my fire has gone out. Like, I feel like something inside me is gone. Like, there's no... It's been extinguished, you know? Because, again, this show in the beginning was about fighting and fucking. And we talk about it all the time. All the old stories and stuff. And, you know, eventually you you have to age out or grow up or whatever the fuck. And... Now, my stories about me hiding in my apartment. <laughs> and I talk about 15 layers and nope. Well, in this clip, man, I had lost all my weight. So, I mean, I was fucking 250 and I was looking really fucking good, man. It's weird actually to hear my voice come out of that guy because I see myself in the mirror and I see what I look like now and I'm like, son of a bitch. I fucking did it again. But to see that dude with the fire and the spark and fucking wanting to do it not just for him but for everybody. And declaring that he would. That was the thing. Because I felt so confident then that I would. And that's that's another thing too, is now we're six years on, seven I think that movie came out eight years ago. And uh and I missed it. You know what I mean? If anything, I've lost people. I lost Lily, she's just can't do it. I lost David, he's got his own shit going on, and it's just me. And it feels very alone. <laughs> uh So, but back then I was like fucking full of fucking fire and like, yeah, fuck this, man. I'm doing this for people and them and this and that. And, uh, you know, I've lost a bunch of you. I, I know this, you know, um, and, and my own actions have caused me to lose even more of you. It's disappointing, but it's happened. And, and all I can do is try to get back to being the person I was. And like I said, when I see that clip of me fucking just fiery and hammering and ready to go and fucking looking good weight loss and I just I you know and I see me now and when I say 15 layers of nope I mean I've actually you know I mean it for real like I've insulated myself even with fat like by eating stuff by I've eaten myself into a cocoon I recognize these things do I need to go talk to a therapist yes so that's that's what I want to do do I want to get back into the gym yes so that's what I'm gonna do I'd love to get back to fighting, but that's a lot of dough, you know, to go fucking scramble on jiu-jitsu or boxing, any of that shit. I want to do it. I want to get physical. I want to do things. And look, we all want to do things. But will we do them? 17 years ago, today, I went into the hospital hoping to change my life. And I did. And uh, unfortunately... Uh I've spent countless times sabotaging myself and changing it back. Now look, it's not nearly as bad as it was before July 1st of 2005. But I'm still buried under a bunch of fucking layers of my own goddamn creation. Layers insulating myself with food and hiding from people not responding to people and then also just bringing up the past or dwelling on things that I could have done differently. It's just, it's, I just, I just keep pulling my own lever and falling through my own trap door. And I need to, instead of that, I need to just fucking, we've talked about it before, be a shark, move forward. And look, man, this is all a pep talk for me. You might've tuned out by now and I totally get it. But I'll just say this. Look, again, it was a bumper show. Uh, I, you know, I had no theme song. I don't think I'm going to put it in. Uh, no plugs um, other than our friend, you know, fearful Jesuit, paranoid strain. I'll, I'll do a more detailed plug for him next week. And yes, next week. And I know you're like, whatever, show me. Show me, don't tell me, says our friend Getty Lee. And so I will. Go in Arizona. I'm going to see my friends. I'm going to answer some people on social media that have been waiting anxiously for replies, and probably not anxiously, but waiting. They need to hear from me. But now. I've done this, I've blown out my candles, and now it's time to rejoin the party. You guys can get me at com. You can be my friends at facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. I'm Mike40YOB. Now, again, I just said I don't answer anybody. <laughs> I have never done a TikTok. I've promised to do them. What a fucking liar. <laughs> because I say I'll do it, and then I like get away and I'm like, ah, nobody cares about that. Nobody really wants a TikTok. Because that's a way to get me off the hook and not do things. Fucking awful. But I'm out there. Instagram, and again, July 1st, rebirth day. I want to do things differently. I, I... I want to do it for you guys. We'll see. I, I'm going to stop talking now. Um, so there you go. Instagram, Snickchat, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm all over the place. That's Mike40YOB. Uh, you know, our buddy David Hernandez, he does a podcast you can check out. Uh, it's amazing work. You can go ahead and find it. It is uh, the Flemcat Cat Podcast, P-H-L-E-G-M, available right now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and check it out right now. Download it. He does great work. Our fantastic friend, Fearful Jesuit, does the Paranoid Strain podcast, also available in the iTunes Store and everywhere you want to go ahead and get it. He, uh, he, he, and he's, dude, that guy, again, prolific. So he's deep now. He's three episodes deep into the QAnon expose, which also delves into the Federal Reserve. It's fucking fascinating stuff. Go check it out. Our good friend, uh, and I'm actually, I was featured in episode two, My Voice. And you're like, oh, that's great. Why weren't you instead doing a show here? And I'm like, shut up. Uh, not really, shut up. Uh, my air conditioning has come back on. Uh, what a, what a release, what a relief. <laughs> what? A, I don't know. Um, and it's funny because normally I do a ramp out here and I do all sorts of plugs and shit like that, but I just, I just want to end it. I just want to, you know, let's call it, let's just call it a fucking, let's just call it uh, a mulligan, right? It's a rebirth day. And uh, have I, pl- have I plugged everywhere I'm going to be? I think so. There's uh Snapchat. Oh, you know what? Let me throw these out chat. in the two months that I've been gone, I did Chris Mancini's podcast, Uh, What Are You Watching? You can find that in the iTunes store as well. I'm there, possibly in Spotify. And also, we're available on Spotify. Why am I telling you that? You're already fucking here. And also, there is uh, an appearance I made on Murray Valeriano's For What It's Worth Game Show. It was me. It was Bill Dwyer. It was uh, Melissa McQueen, possibly is her name. A lovely lady and uh, a terrific music trivia and a very funny woman. I don't want to say woman, just a funny person. Uh, but she's great. She's a writer and a comedian and, uh, and Bill was there who I love and, um, it was fantastic. So go find, well, first of all, watch all of Marie's for what it's worth. They're great. Uh, but you should totally check out the one, uh, that I'm on. And also, like I said, Chris Mancini's podcast, uh, for that's called, what are you watching? And, uh, and I talk about the Lakers show and he hadn't seen a minute of it. Boy, that's not awkward. Uh, all right, look, I love you guys. And. This is the rebirth show and I'm not going to do a fucking outro. Should I put music in here? I don't fucking know. Should we just end it? No, I'll put the th- you know, I'll put the theme song. But I'll just put the closing song. But we won't do the ramp out thing where I talk, right? Isn't that a good plan? Or should I do it? Should I do it? A- See, I forgot how to do this. Well, I didn't really forget how to do this. By the way, I mean, let me tell you. Last time I did a show, it was like 65 degrees and I do I'm doing a show today, it's 99 degrees. Uh it's it's never a good thing in show business. Uh, when between episodes of your show, the seasons change, I'm going to tell you right now, that is absolutely, no matter what expose tells you, you are not looking for the seasons to change. Uh, all right, man. I love you guys. I'll be back next week. I promise.